This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. I was doing everything I possibly could to nickel and dime my way of just making this happen and building that community as best as I possibly could. Welcome to Change Your Mindset Podcast, where it's all about believing in and executing on different and innovative ways to strengthen both your leadership and communication skills to help increase your success, and especially in today's disruptive business environment. One of the most effective ways of building stronger leadership and communication skills is by embracing the principles of improvisation. (laughs) Yes, that's right, improv. Your host, Peter Margaritas, is an improv virtuoso. He's also a certified speaking professional and a CPA, also known as the Accidental Accountant. Each episode of Change Your Mindset is designed to bring you different and innovative ideas, thoughts, and behavioral changes on a variety of differing topics, with the sole purpose of strengthening your critical soft skills. We may call them soft skills, but they are the hardest to master. And when we do, greater success and growth is the result. So jump in and start changing your mindset now. Let's start the show. Have you ever thought about being an entrepreneur and your business model is documenting your life with your girlfriend and two dogs and earning a living? Sounds crazy and impossible, right? But it's not. Well, my guest today is Jordan Kahana, who has over the last four years have been traveling the world creating content with his girlfriend and his two pups, Zeus and Sedona, a.k.a. the Adventure Squad, producing video, photo, and interactive digital campaigns with boutique and major organizations. That's right. Prior to being a full-time content creator, Jordan ran social media for ESPN, the NFL, and Pepsi. Jordan knows social media, and he has over 300,000 followers across Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. He has generated over 400 million views of original content with 20 million engagements. He has developed partnerships with Eddie Bauer, Honda, Nature's Recipe, and Best Western, just to name a few. You'll hear Jordan's amazing story about how all this came about. Now, he lives in Southern California and is currently on a two-month cross-country journey with the Adventure Squad and his girlfriend, which he is documenting on his YouTube channel, Jordan Kahana. They have been to Joshua Tree, Sedona, Grand Canyon, and Monument Valley with a lot more stops and adventures with the goal to reach the East Coast, New Jersey area within the next few weeks and then turn around and come back and do it all over again. I highly recommend you subscribing to his YouTube channel and connecting with him on all social media platforms. Now, before we get to the interview, just a couple of housekeeping items. This podcast is part of the C-Suite Radio Network, turning the volume up on business. This episode is sponsored by Peter A. Margaritas, LLC. 
also known as the accidental accountant. Are you looking for a speaker that can bring powerful content, virtually or in person or on site, that is memorable and engaging in a way that motivates and inspires your audience? Instead of data dumping and numbing with numbers, imagine your people and teams delivering a financial story to your stakeholders. A story that creates engaging and relationship-building business conversations. Would you be interested in learning more about how that is accomplished? How would you feel if the value your facilitator provided your organization far exceeded the dollar amount on their invoice? Peter Margaritas, CPA and Certified Speaking Professional, delivers all of the above and much, much more. All of Peter's programs can be done virtually, in-person and on-site at your location, or at an off-site venue. Send Peter a note at peter at petermargaritas.com and or visit his website at www.petermargaritas.com to learn more about what Peter can bring to your next conference, management retreat, or workshop. Now, let's get to the interview with Jordan Kahana. Hey, welcome back, everybody. Man, do I have a treat for you today. My guest is Jordan Kahana, and I'll let him give you his background and stuff. And if you listen to this podcast a lot, he's the brother of Jake Kahana of Cave Day. And if you thought Cave Day was unique in its own aspects, you're really going to get a kick out of this story uh, about Jordan and what he has created and the story of behind it. But first and foremost, Jordan, I appreciate you taking your time. And I think you're in Los Angeles, correct? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm uh, Osa Beach specifically, but yeah, LA for uh, eight years now. And uh, take, uh, you should be on the beach. You should be surfing or taking some nice sunrise or sunset photos. But thank you for taking time to be on my podcast. Of course. So happy to be here. So I, I I met you and your brother through your mom through when I was at an improv workshop with her and led by Jay Suko. And as I started, I, I, I got you both on the calendar and then I went and was re- doing my research on you. And I kid you not, you remember the cartoons that the, the jaw came unhinged and dropped to the floor? Yeah. That's exactly what happened when I when I went to your YouTube channel. But before we go down that path... Give us a little bit of background on who you are, what you what you have done over the years, and what you're currently doing now. And we'll start there and play with that. Of course. Yeah, that, that sounds great. So I'm Jordan. I grew up in a suburb of Chicago called Highland Park. And then I went to the University of Missouri to do broadcast journalism. They have a great journalism program. And like a goal of mine was to work at ESPN and be a sports broadcaster. And I just would want, like consume hours and hours of sports center as most young kids who were obsessed with sports did um, back in the like late 90s, early 2000s. And over that time, I got a camera in my hand more and more, especially in high school. I took a, a class called TV Communications. And that was the first time I was really getting to storytell with a camera. And then um, in college, doing some field communication and field documentaries Uh, and all that. And so uh, out of college, I got uh, my dream job at the time was to work at ESPN. So I went to Bristol, Connecticut to be a production assistant. And I was working on shows like SportsCenter and Sports Nation and uh, a first take as that was coming up and, and blowing up. So that was really great. And I saw a digital shift happening. I kept creating these 
images that uh, were kind of satire around what was happening on sports. And this was before like the internet and social media really like understood who it was. And so I was sending it to producers just being like, I don't know what to do with this, but this has a place. There's something here. And so Sports Nation uh, brought me on to be the, um, it was like the first essential like digital hire to run social media for Sports Center and First Take and Sports Nation. And so my big thing was Sports Nation there. Uh, and after about two years, uh, I got picked up by the NFL out in Culver City to run their social media. And so that's what brought me out to LA out in uh, 2012. And then from there, I was taking on a bunch of freelance work. So I did a season at the NFL. And then I worked at Insomniac, which is a uh, music events company. They throw large music festivals and small concerts all over the world. Uh, and then I worked for Pepsi during the 2014 World Cup and uh, got picked up by Fox Sports uh, to run their NFL and social media. Uh, did that for about a year and a half and then worked at a uh, production company out in Koreatown. They were working with the Discovery Channel and that Geo Wild, um, doing a bunch of really like Cisco systems. I got to go to the Olympics for that and shoot some stuff with them. Uh, and then, uh, you know, some magic kind of happened. And uh, I don't know how much of this you want me to jump into or, or come around, but um, for the last three and a half years, I've been. Um, creating content from a social media standpoint personally um, with my two dogs, working with organizations and brands and really hitting the travel, hospitality and, and pet space. So I don't want to bury the lead, but if you want me to jump into that, that big story, we, we can. Well, we'll go, that's exactly where you're going to jump. But before we go on, in my next life, I'm coming back as you. I mean, <laughs> That is a hell of a brand listing that you have over, over your career. And, and that's really awesome. So let's let's just bring the lead out here. Adventure yeah. Squad. What is it? How, how is it founded? What, give us... Right. So, so I'm working at that production company. It's the first time in my uh, career that I am in a title that I really love. I'm director of digital media at a successful... like. Uh, production company. My bosses are amazing. The opportunity, like everything is awesome. And I'm still not feeling fulfilled or satisfied. And so 2016, I set out a goal to adventure out of LA at least once a month. And so this was a very tangible black and white thing that it's like, at the end of the year, I can look back and say, did I or didn't I do that? It wasn't eat healthier, be like a nicer person, you know, like this gray area just doesn't work for me. Uh, and so on top of adventuring out of LA, this allowed me to be more organized. So it's like, okay, I have January and February booked. What am I doing March, April? Okay, March is now booked. What's And it just like kept this perpetual movement as well as I was documenting each trip. I was getting better at being a digital storyteller, being better with cameras and all that. And so each... Each month it comes and I'm, I'm successfully doing an adventure. And then um, in December of 2016, I set out to do a road trip that um, goes from LA to Colorado to meet up with some friends um, for New Year's in Colorado, have a ski trip, all that kind of stuff. And it, it was a few days into the trip, but I met up with some friends in Arizona. But my first day by myself, I was driving from Sedona, Arizona up to Page, Arizona, where the Grand Canyon is. And in the middle of the road are these two little puppies that run in front of my car. I'm in the middle of nowhere, Arizona. And I was one of those like, did I just see what I thought I saw? And 
My camera is sitting in the front seat because I'm documenting as if there's a cool mountainscape or anything like that. And I pull over, grab my camera because like almost instinctually, I'm like, no one's going to believe this. And, and <laughs> you hear it in the video is I get out of my car and I'm like, you will not believe what I just found in the middle of the road. And I have to chase these, these two puppies and they're, they're eight weeks old and I just kind of scoop them up. And it's this perfect storm that I later find out that unfortunately in northern Arizona, southern Utah, it's a hotbed area for abandoned dogs. Oh. For many different reasons I hear it's because it's like Navajo territory and there's no pet regulations and all these different things. But why it was a perfect storm is that I had a year's worth of practice creating stories and content and, and just like storytelling around it. And so when I started posting photos of me and the dogs, my friends at the times were just like, what is this? How do you have these two amazing cute dogs? Like what is going on? And I happened to record my whole first day, whole week with them. And it was just like, okay, let me put together this story. And once I put together that story and had people like following my year of travel, it just kind of took off and um, a media company picked it up. And kind of from there, it, it went viral and, and the rest is history. Wow. What a story. I mean, and, and I've seen the video uh, mm -hmm. when you find the dogs and it's just like, I, I first went, all right, this is staged. There's somebody, there's really? somebody okay. at my first stop and I went, no, this is, this is real footage from, from that day. And, yeah. and it just was, just was captivated by what, when you find the dogs, scoop it up, took them to the vet, got all the shots, everything they needed. And then yeah. they became your buds. Yeah. Yeah, it, I, I took them and it was definitely one of those moments where as I'm walking back to my car, I was looking around and it was so surreal of, am I just stealing someone's dogs? Like I was looking for anyone in a barn in a distance or walking around or another like a, a mom dog in the distance that like had this trail of puppies and there's nothing moving. There's nothing around where I was. And yeah, and, and like... As I took him to the vet, I, I walked in and I, I wish I was recording while I was there. I was just so nervous about the situation. I was mm -hmm. like, before I let you like look at them, like I want to make sure that I'm walking out with them. Like you're not okay. gonna just like there's just something super connected, magical here that I didn't want to go up there and then have them be like, okay, we're gonna take them and and all that. So as long as everything came back that they were okay, no worms, no anything like that, I was gonna walk out with them and I did. So, okay, you, you post these videos for a year and you said yeah. a digital company picked you up. Uh-huh. Remember, I'm an old guy who, when I first heard YouTube, I said, YouTube, that's a band. No, YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. how did that work? So I posted, a, I posted the video in, uh, so December 27th is when I found the dogs and it was about a month later until I actually put out the video of like my puppy rescue video. And about a day or two later, I got reached out by uh, a company called Jukin Media and they license and distribute viral videos that you've seen kind of all over the place. Um, and so they, and because at this time I had like 800 followers on Instagram and like, 70 subscribers on YouTube and I was getting like 200 views on each monthly video that I was making. Like this was all for me. Like I wasn't mm -hmm. doing it because I had an audience or anything along those lines. Um, so they, they had, they picked it up and started to distribute a little bit and it got a little blog pickup, but I finally, like I was saying, I was, I wasn't being fulfilled at that digital uh, company that I was, or the production company that I was at. 
Uh, and so I ended up quitting. Um, I was planning on quitting even before I found the dogs. But once I got the dogs, it was like, okay, I'm going to do less international travel and I'm going to bring the dogs with me. And so I took off in, on May 1st of 2017. And on May 18th is when the Dodo posted their video. And they are a animal curated site that just is like all good heartwarming stories about animals. And that one got about 20 million views overnight. And it currently has 120 million views like in total. And once that picked it up, it just started to distribute everywhere. And so when I meet people and kind of talk about my story, it's not, I'm not like using a hyperbole when I'm like, you might've seen it. Like it's just <laughs> been on, it's one of those stories that's just like been on the internet that people just like have seen. And so um, it's a super cool experience, but that is kind of the pathway of what really took off. They distributed to different agencies or curated sites that kind of uh, look for, for viral content. Then all of a sudden, royalty checks started flowing in. I, I would assume if they picked it up and they're distributing it for you, there's some type of monetary coming back into your wallet. Sure. It's not as lucrative as it, as it should sound. But um, yeah, there, there was some money coming in from that and then other distribution that kind of came from it. And also because there is this concern and there is question around the legitimacy of the story mm-hmm. is that for the first... Uh, First like year at the least, I didn't take on any kind of partnerships or anything like that that felt inauthentic to the experience. The last thing I wanted to do was have this story come out and then make a t-shirt about it or do something along those lines that would almost side more towards, oh, well, this is a fake story. It was just a money grab on that thing, uh, on that side. But you had to intuitively think, you're doing the right thing. But in the back of your mind, you have been going, I really got something here. Absolutely. And my biggest thing was just building a community and building an audience. And that was my biggest focus for the first year. And like I said, I was kind of plotting to quit my job. So I had a little nest egg of saving that I was leading into. And because I was doing road trips and other things along those lines, and I would stop in Chicago at my parents' house for like a month or two at a time and sublease my place if I was out traveling, like I was doing everything I possibly could to nickel and dime my way of just making this happen and building that community as best as I possibly could. Well, you're an entrepreneur for sure, because nickels and dimes is all we have in those early years. If we're, li- if we're lucky to have that. So, um, so through, through this year, through this year, how did you how did you grow this audience? I mean, for one, everybody loves a puppy. Mm-hmm. Period. I don't know yeah. anybody who does. That's why Budweiser puts them in their commercials. Right. That's why you see all these puppies everywhere. So right there, you've got something. But uh-huh. how did you grow that audience? Was it just content, content, content? Yeah, it was just a consistency. And because I have had you know eight years of experience leading into this, I I knew what to do or how to just kind of like continuously lay down that groundwork. And a lot of it was trial and error as well. I'm I'm frustrated with myself that. Uh, I, I mean, and this is just in any kind of creative field is that I'm such a better photographer now than I was when I had the puppies. And so I only have about 10 or 15 good photos. Granted, I have about a thousand plus total photos and videos, but they weren't good. I wasn't a good photographer video. You know, like I didn't know what I was really doing with my camera and just kind of like winging it. And I, I obviously hope that Three years from now, I look at myself as such a better photographer than I am now and a videographer and a storyteller. And Mm -hmm. so 
it was just a consistency thing. And that's so important when it comes to social media and building a brand is consistency. And that's something that I need to remind myself and tell myself. And we were talking about this beforehand about just my videos of how I'm so in it sometimes and like have my blinders on and I'm so connected to it that it's, it's just part of the flow. And I don't get to appreciate it sometimes as much of like, man, that was a really great video. I had so much fun or all those kind of things that come with creating this and building this, that you're just on this like pathway of straight focus of how can I, because that we're nickeling and diming and scratching and clawing, it's just like, okay, I, I, you know, you, you can't, you don't celebrate the wins as often as you probably should. Another downfall to entrepreneurism because we're just that second we got to move to the next. So I, I take it that you're doing the video, you're doing the post-production, you're doing all of it. Correct. And, yeah. and, and, and you've got one hell of a drone, my friend. <laughs> some of the videos, I mean, that, that drone is, I don't know how many feet high and how far yeah. away. And I went, how is he? Oh, it's a drone. Yeah. I mean, I will say that buying the, buying my first drone was the greatest purchase I have made in, in recent time. It, had, it opened my eyes in so many different ways in terms of being a filmmaker, in terms of storyteller, in terms of opportunities that presented itself. Like I said, when I was working at that production company, because I had a, a high-end drone, even though it was like a user-based, because I was a drone operator, I was able to go to the Olympics and shoot drone footage for the, the company that we were working with. And another friend had a free, like they worked at a travel company. And so I got to go to the British Virgin Islands and drone operating. Like it, it provided wow. such great, I, I know it was, it was amazing. And that's what continued to churn that is, you know, I would get to a place and it's like, I wonder what that looks like from the drone's perspective. I wonder, you know, and, and it just continued to build from that. And so, you know, and now they're so accessible and they're, they're definitely at easier price points that they were before. But uh, I'm so glad that I, I made that initial jump of just like seeing some drone footage and being like, I need to get that. And, and it just like changing my mindset on everything. So at what point in time through this, are we going on four years now? Uh, yeah, that will be four years. Yeah. So at some point during this process and what you've been exposed to in the past. Yeah. And you've got through that first year, you're going, maybe I should get some sponsors. Uh huh. Tell me how, how, what, what was, I mean, obviously you said you wanted to wait, you didn't want to, but, and to get it legit. Now it's legit. Right. How did you, how did you pitch this idea? Let's just say to Best Western. Yeah. Um, well, fortunately enough, actually, Best Western reached out to me, but I will take a few steps prior to that is that in, when did I first start working with them? I think it was 2018. So this is my third year working with them. So at the end of 2017, going into 2018, my big goal, because in 2017, I had reached out and had um, like sold my first big campaign with a camper van company. They were, it was an escape camper van. They were um, a, a kind of on the up and coming and based in Los Angeles. Actually, they're based in Colorado, but they have a big hub in Los Angeles. And so it just kind of worked out. And that was my kind of first big yes. I remember getting that. Like, mm -hmm. And with being an entrepreneur, the amount of no's that you have to go through and you get comfortable hearing no, that once you finally hear that yes, it just like kind of snowballs. You're like, oh, here's, how, here's what I said to make that happen. Here's the right ways of doing it. And it kind of happens with all the no's that you get along the way too. And so a big thing for me at the end of 2017 was like, 
I want to work with hotels. I want to do hospitality stuff there. People want to travel with their dogs. Let's, let's kind of do that. And so on an early road trip in 2018, I had worked with some boutique hotels and then Best Western reached out to me. The agency called Ideas Collide, they reached out to me, saw the work that I did because they're based in Arizona and I had worked with some Arizona boutique hotels. Um, and so uh, it, it, the first year and a half, two years was so much cold emailing and cold DMing and just kind of like, hey, I'm try- I have to go to like you know, San Francisco for a wedding. What can I do that's along the way or what I want to create? You know, there's a lot of times where it's like, I'm going to be filming and taking photos anyways. What company's mission or what do I see that I overlap with them? How can I benefit them? And the, the big thing that I've learned through all of this is like, it's not about me. It's like, what am I doing? What can I do that helps them? And then that's where it makes sense. You know, like how much can I carry on my back to to alleviate on their end. Well, I, I, I mentioned the, the Best Western because earlier this year, right? Yep. You did the California Nevada road trip, two part. Yeah. It was a COVID escape. Uh-huh. And, it, and, and by the dogs go everywhere with it, except for the one time that I was watching your videos when you went back to see your mom and dad, the pups didn't come with you then. Uh-huh. But for the most yeah. part, they're always with you. There's a few trips that I do. I, I, you know, it's almost pigeonholed myself at this point that I love traveling. But if I post any content that doesn't have the dogs, everyone's like, where are the dogs? <laughs> and at the same time, like anytime I go on a trip and the dogs aren't there, I'm like, I miss the pups. Like I, <laughs> they, were, they were there. So it, it's a catch-22 for sure. But you're also searching out hotels, uh, boutique and others who are pet friendly. Mm-hmm. Right. So... I mean, when I first, I said, how did he get Best Western? I mean, that was, and, and then the other question I have is when you would go to the hotels, I mean, you would show all what they're doing for COVID-19 and, and, and from even from a breakfast perspective, going into the room, yeah. even bathing the dogs in the bathtub with, with, with bubbly soap and stuff. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that was yeah, funny. That <laughs> um, but I also see that there's treats there that have been supplied by sponsors. Uh, oh, so so that's all through Best Western, and so Best Western's a great uh, client of mine, I guess, or a partner, I should say. I love working with them. I love getting to showcase. They are very dog friendly and and all of that, and they've been so good to me. And so I love to give them any kind of support and shout out. I was supposed to do a, a bunch, just like everyone. Everyone had big plans, and we were going to do a bunch of different trips, and so this. This got pushed to the side, and then finally they're like, "Hey, California's starting to feel a little bit open. What's your comfortability with it?" And so I was like, "Yeah, let's let's adventure out. Let's see what this is about. You guys are taking great steps in in keeping things clean and and all of that in the CDC protocols." And so um, the great thing about uh, when you work with different hotels is that uh, usually there is a management team that kind of like makes your stay as as nice as possible, and so they kind of give you like a, a bundle like that. So it's, I wish it was added sponsors and things like that, that come with it. That'd be, that'd be almost too, too ingenious. And maybe I should, uh, you know, hint at them to bring that on so we can all be making a little bit more money during this time. But yeah, it, it's, it's their team and each, each hotel, you know, some go over the top. We were in a hotel. I'll give a story. Um, we did a trip last year in Washington and they got me like, a $200 dog bed and like this, they, they went above and beyond in such a crazy way where I was like, 
I need to ship this home. Like I can't even fit all of this stuff that you got me. Like, thank you so much. I'm so appreciative, but I, I don't even know what to do with all this stuff. So it's either in your garage or you send it to your mom and dad. It's one of the two. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for when we come back, and yeah. they, need some, they need some setup. Now, I, I did see that at the beginning of this year, uh, you had an initiative. Actually, you went to uh, a shelter and you, uh, you didn't personally adopt two additional dogs, but you adopted them for somebody else and paid for them. Yeah. So did, did that all kind of fizzle out a little bit with COVID-19 or is that still part of the, the initiative? Um, I mean, I always love to, I think giving back is always really important and just like knowing the impact that dogs have. And it's been great to see that during COVID that a big storyline was that a large part portion of like Los Angeles shelters were completely cleared out. And I don't know if like in Chicago as well. I just remember hearing a lot of stories. And even in my neighborhood right now, there are currently like four or five puppies that people just adopted. So as people are realizing that like, hey, we're going to be home for a bit more throughout all this and, and working from home, it's, it's great to see. And so it was just something that I wanted to help like kind of for the holidays and kickstart the year for other families is why not just like give back a little? Why not show that support and, and, and do something nice? And you know, it's, it's not breaking the bank and, and it's a small little gesture along the way. And, and it just felt like the right thing to do in that time. And I, and I love any kind of times I see people that I follow on social media who are like, Hey, I just adopted a dog. What can I do? I always like kind of comment being like, if you need any leashes, if you need any, like, you know, anything that I can do to make that transition a bit easier because you don't realize the steps. It is being a parent. Granted, it's not like a full on child, but having a puppy is like, you're waking up and having to take it out every couple hours, or even if you're rescuing a dog that's two or three years old, just like getting a dog bed or di- different things to just make it easier. And um, and however I can help because I have the connections or have the extra. I have so many dog leashes that I have. Um, Atlas Pet Company sends me so much stuff, and they're amazing, and I love the products that they have. But I only have two dogs, and they have a lifetime guarantee. So like. I kind of only need two leashes and I have a bunch. So I try to help out at however I can. That's really cool. And, and it, I mean, just part, just your persona and getting to know you uh, and your brother and your mom, that doesn't surprise me with, with the give back. I mean, that, that's, just, that's just part of your guys' DNA mm-hmm. uh, from, from, you know, what little I know, but it, it does come across in, uh, in a huge amount. So... What's coming up? What's what's next on the for the for the uh, adventure squad? Yeah, that's a great question and actually perfect timing too. So I'm glad that we're doing it right now because I feel like when we initially had the schedule, it was probably like a month or so ago, and I yeah. and I didn't really have much happening. So I have always been infatuated with classic VW camper vans, um, <laughs> and I was continually searching around, and I finally dove into van life and recently purchased a VW Vanagon uh, 1980 camper van. Oh, nice. Uh, so I'm, I'm so excited. Uh, we, we named her Sunny. Uh, and so we're about to do a cross-country adventure. Um, I haven't seen my parents since February. So doing the right protocols was actually texting her this morning being like, what steps do I need to take to make you feel as comfortable as possible? How can we do this? Because obviously the last thing I want to do is 
drive home to see my parents and then somehow contract it and then give it to them. Right. That's, that's a whole other concern. But from a fun, exciting standpoint, we're, we're definitely going to hit, uh, we're doing Joshua Tree. We're doing like Sedona, Arizona, Flagstaff, Grand Canyon, Monument Valley, hitting some of Colorado, doing Albuquerque for like some balloon stuff up there and then uh, doing Route 66. And then um, just got an email this morning about some East Coast stuff. So that's still... Um, I'm not 100% sure where we're going. My brother lives in New York. So obviously, I'd love to see him and his wife and their baby. But yeah, what we're doing, we're doing something big and trying to get out and be as safe in CDC protocol as, as best as we can. So I guess scaring your mother and father and surprising them is completely out this time. Unfortunately, yeah. <laughs> I'm no no surprises. Yeah. yeah, he's, yeah. he's posted a couple of, of videos when he has gone home and didn't tell his parents. And obviously, they're quite excited. <laughs> yeah, my, my mom's quite theatrical when it comes to that kind of stuff. So it's always good to, to put hit record when that happens. <laughs> so you'll be chronicalizing this on, on Instagram, on your YouTube channel. Are yeah. you going to put out there like a, a map and go, okay, this is where we plan on being uh, and kind of have that? Or is it just going to improvise itself into this is where we think we're going to end up? Or um, Well, now that we have the camper van, there is allowing for a bit more improvisation of just like, hey, we can kind of post up. We have you know a stove, a fridge, a place to sleep. Like It's not uh, as frantic of a concern. I'm on the fence about putting up exactly where we're going to be just in terms of like, hey, come meet up or anything is not something that we're encouraging. Um, you know, it's, it's a little yeah. different as like, hey, I'm in, I'm in this city. Who else is around? Like, come bring your dog and let's, let's say hi and, and all that. So that's what's a little bit unfortunate. And like I said, going to, to see my parents, it's like uh, I'm trying to be as isolated for those uh, like two weeks or 10 days leading up to that. But yeah, I definitely once... Once like it's kind of a little bit more solidified and we're trying to lock that in like at the end of this week, um, I'll probably be like, hey, big adventure coming up and and kind of doing it that way. But it's kind of on the fence as well of just people being like, stay at home and do that kind of stuff. And so we're trying to stay as secluded as possible or, or respect as much guidelines. And, you know, it's not like, hey, we're we're doing a, you know, pool party tour, come, come stop off at each spot. Yeah. I, I tend to, at times I tend to forget we are in a pandemic. Uh -huh. uh, I've been pretty good about trying to keep that in the forefront, but I, I, yeah. So how long are you going to be gone? How long is this trip going to take? So it's, it's estimated for about two months. Um, it's kind of starting to sound like it's going to be a little bit longer, but for right now, um, we're heading out of LA September 1st and looking to get to Chicago around end of September and then head out east uh, early October, spend some time there and see what we can kind of like loop back. It, it's that middle ground that gets a little like flat and not as exciting. So uh, it's it's a tough little window there, but we'll, we'll try to cruise that and, and hopefully come back in time for uh, to vote. Yes, get back in time to vote. Make, 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 make sure you, you go out and vote. Yes. Uh, so uh, uh, before we move on, give a plug on, on how people can find you. Yeah. So across social media, uh, I made it as easy as possible. It's just at Jordan Kahana, uh, J-O-R-D-A-N-K-A-H-A-N-A. -A -A um, and if you want to check out the new van as well, it's Sunny with an I, the Westie, I-E. So S-U-N-N-I-T-H-E-W-E-S-T-I-E. -E -E. Cool. So... Go, you have to go to his YouTube channel. 
Uh, and by the way, he does give tips on how to take care of your dog. I just, on his Instagram, I just recently saw that he, and I thought this was brilliant because I have two dogs. I have a chocolate and a black lab and I hate cutting their nails. They just, I feel like, and, and, and they, they don't, I've tried everything and they don't like it. But I think you've come up with the absolute way of trimming your dogs now. I'm not going to steal your thunder on this, so let them have Yeah, no, I, I wish I could say it was an original thought as well, because I saw it via someone else on oh. TikTok. So I wish I can, you know, uh, take full credit. But um, I saw it on TikTok and someone put uh, kind of like a plastic bag around their head and you just put some peanut butter up on, on there in the front. And so your dog's just looking straight at you. They're focused on the peanut butter and you can just kind of clip away a little bit. And so um, my, especially Zeus, he, he hates it more. I, I don't know actually who hates it more between the two of them. I would say Zeus, um, but he's more concerned. He's excited that he's getting peanut butter and a lot of peanut butter. Um, and that's kind of what you have to do. You got to kind of cake it on. So yeah, it, it's, it's a great life hack. I know it's really tough and it's just kind of smart because I've had, I've let them go a little bit too long sometimes. And Sedona's had a couple like break injury, breaking of the, the dew claw, um, slight injuries, but nothing major, but you just got to keep those clipped as any dog parent knows. So my, the other, when I saw that, the first thing that came from, other than that's cool. And I love that. <clears throat> the other uh, idea that thought was, did he get Skippy to sponsor him for that piece? Oh, I, I, I tried to hit them up. I tagged them in it, all that kind of stuff. I was trying. I was being as, you know, uh, selling out as hard as I can because I eat peanut butter every, I make a smoothie every single day. And as I scoop it in, I let the pups eat it and like what dogs don't. And so uh, definitely tag them. Definitely, you know, they responded back being like, oh, that's so cute. And that was kind of the end of the conversation. So um, always trying to treat, like make things along the way, but as I was saying about sponsorships with this road trip and, and being a part of van life now is that I've been cold emailing or cold DMing a lot of different organizations or past partnerships of being like, hey, a whole new twist on our story or, or who we are, a whole new audience to now hit. Are you interested in what, what kind of partnerships can we, can we make happen? Okay. So one of my last questions is over the last mm-hmm. three plus years, yeah, what is the one time that just outside of meeting the pups finding uh-huh. food, what is the one trip one adventure one video footage that you went oh my god that was my favorite <laughs> Man, that's, that's so tough there's two that come to mind is okay. so the first big trip that i took with the pups was to go up to banff i did a big west coast loop wow. and i really wanted to see moraine lake in banff and i get to uh, so this is after like three weeks of being on the road. I finally get up to the peak. This is like kind of the main reason of why I am doing this trip. And it's closed. The, <laughs> the winter still hasn't thought out or anything along those lines. And so two years later, I end up going back. And the, the photos that came out from... Actually, what came from Lake Louise was actually even better than Moraine Lake. But it was fine, finally amazing to see that turquoise blue and the colors that come from it was was absolutely spectacular. Um, and then I, I will say a, a non-puppy one is that I was in Mexico in November and I got to stay at a house in San Miguel de Allende, which was such a magical, beautiful city. It's like one of the five magical cities of Mexico. And this house had this like see-through rooftop pool. And that was just more like on a personal level of just like, this is super cool. 
So based off of how you've named the pups, I would assume Sedona, Arizona has a special place in your heart. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because I was driving from Sedona, Arizona right. to Page. I don't know when I found them. You know, and I talk about this a lot and I was like, man, I probably should have done like Sedona and Canyon or so, you know, like had it a little bit more paired off. And so it was... For the last handful of years, I've always loved dogs and I always wanted to get dogs. And I was going to, and my idea was I was going to get a dog and I was going to name him Larry Johnson after my favorite basketball player growing up. Um, <laughs> and I was going to call him LJ. And it was going to be great. It was going to be awesome. But once I got these two puppies, it was like, all right, that'd be super weird to call it like Sedona and LJ. And so <laughs> I didn't really have a name and I was trying to figure out what exactly to do. And when I first posted my photos and my friends were just reaching out of being like, what are you naming them? What's, what's going on? And they found out the story is that people were just kind of being like, oh, it was such like a, a sign from the universe or like a, a shot of lightning that took place. And I'd always loved Greek mythology. And so it was just kind of one of those balances of like, hey, there's this like this moment, this like spark that took place, like out of, you know, me needing some kind of like rescuing and they need rescuing as well. Like it was just this perfect thing. And I, I, I like that name for, for a dog. And so it just kind of, I, I do think sometimes like a more pairing of like Sedona and Canyon or something like that, but um, Zeus is loud enough to, to own the name. Absolutely. Uh, and I have been to Sedona, and when I heard the name, I said, well, Sedona is a pretty magical place. Yeah. I mean, a lot of things can happen in Sedona. It's, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a pretty cool place in the universe. Well, well, Jordan, man, I can't thank you enough for taking time. I, I could sit here and talk to you for hours about this stuff because, I, obviously, I have two dogs, <laughs> Midnight yeah. and MJ. Now, MJ doesn't stand for Michael Jordan. Okay. <laughs> my, my first dog, uh, Chocolate Lab, her name was Makers, after Makers Mark. Okay. That gives you a little insight into my background. And when she passed and we finally got another one, Chocolate Lab, we were trying to figure out the name. And I said, how about Makers Jr.? And one of the kids in the neighborhood was here goes, yeah, just call her MJ. And stuck. Love it. It's yeah. so good. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a great dog name. We just have the, the two initials like that. If you could send send me a video so we can post it in the show notes so people can see the, see the dog as well as... Seriously, follow him on YouTube, follow him on Instagram, follow him everywhere because he's got some great videos. He, they're well produced. I love the music that you have in him. I, I, I love the camera angles. And I mean, you're doing everything right. You know, when you can get that emotional reaction from your audience over your video, you're absolutely doing something completely right. So keep up the good work, keep up the adventure, and please keep in touch. Absolutely. Thank you so much for this. It was great to uh, connect with you and uh, I look forward to talking more. Same here. Thanks. I want to thank Jordan for taking time and telling his incredible story and knowledge on how he created this business. This is one of the most unique businesses I've ever come across and I wish him all the success in the world. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please leave a review on Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. Also, please subscribe and share this podcast with a friend. I will conclude with an improv quote that is fitting for this interview. Improv takes place in the present tense. So I ask you all to practice the art of being present and have a great day. Thank you. Like what you just heard, visit c-suiteradio.com. 
C-Suite Radio, turning the volume up on business. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.